0: southern rock podcast a southern storm a bold liberating rock shot through with blues soul and gospel and now your hosts
1: from the show brian jones and jason johannes welcome to another episode of the all things blues and southern rock podcast now on pantheon podcast where you can go and find all your favorite music podcasts that scratches that itch of whatever kind of music you're into a lot of metal on there, a lot of other things. So go to Pantheon and find a podcast that you enjoy. Hopefully, us as well.
0: Us because you're listening. Here. They they have to enjoy us,
1: right, Brian? Well, why wouldn't they? Because they're here listening now. Yeah, for sure. You gotta love us, right?
0: Yes. And yes, so, I am here. I am here, Brian. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs>
1: you know, there's so much going on musically with new or newer artists, younger artists. And every time I think like, are we going to come across somebody new? It's just never ending. Um, and I'm going to give you a brief synopsis of, I was at the Northwest, uh, Northwoods, sorry, Northwoods jam at Ryder saloon. Uh, we had Julian Steve on a previous episode, um, Henry at Minnesota. And I um, like I said, we're going to have an episode on this. so I don't want to like go into too much detail because I'm going to go really deep into the detail there, but it was just, a, it's just great to find a festival where it's three and a half hour drive. There's no, you know, multiple airports and airplanes and rental cars and, you know, hotels and all that. Um, and to find, to get to hear artists right in our genre so close and to, Talk to other like-minded folks in this my area of the country was great um so i'll just say it was a profound experience but I'll, i'm gonna save uh some deeper details on that uh you know what a little bit like the first time ever like doing an interview on a tour bus that was very cool um we'll get into more of that when that comes around but um you know we're just coming across all these great artists you know and and you know, we've had Emily Wolf. That episode will be coming up. You are going to see her. Um, you know, we've come across uh, we've, you know, come across. Why is on my blanket on the <laughs> the band? <laughs> um, a lot. Rare Birds. We, Rare Birds Rare from Birds. Atlanta. Oh my God! I listened to that today, and it was just like I felt like I was just like I did when I first heard Cry I Love Brother. So yeah. uh, a lot of a uh, lot of uh, great stuff out there just piling up to listen to our, our, our list of guests coming on is just building and building. And we're so grateful for that. Um, What do you got to say? What, what, what can you add to that, Jason?
0: Uh, one, Brian, I really appreciate all the stuff you posted on Facebook pictures and videos and things of the Northwoods jam that way I got to live a little bit vicariously through you. So that mm-hmm. was good. Sounded great. I think Devin Worley was, was a hit just the, the stuff you posted about her was, she sounded awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, that's the tour bus that I was on and, and, you know, she is a great, great vocalist. And, you know, we, that's another thing we keep coming across these girls that can just sing their ass off and, and, uh, you know, they, uh, they, you know, Devin Worley, she's the Devin Worley band. They have a cover of the immigrant song and, and, uh, and, uh, they, uh, also closed out their set. They, went from a song kind of into black dog which is kind of a great uh great coincidence you know like that you guys will hear i just had a little tease there with our guest coming up today
0: yeah so that that's actually kind of why i teed that up because I know we're gonna have another northwood uh, full episode about northwood jam coming up and the fact female singers in this genre some' let zeppelin coverage Brian and that leads us to our guest on this episode
1: and that's parkle bear park parkle parkle bearer park, <laughs> parker barrel parker barrel you got to check them out uh megan and dylan uh just what a joy to talk to i always say joy i'm trying to find some other word to talk you know talk about That was a joy to, to, to talk to, talk to them, you oh, know yeah, for sure
0: You'll you'll Um, hear they love what they do. They love life. Um, You know, Dylan is the drummer. Megan is the singer. Uh, They just got married. So, I mean, it's the whole thing is a pleasure to talk to them. They have a great album that just dropped jukebox gypsies. You can find out there. There's one single out and more to come. Uh, Good record. uh, Good people
1: so enthusiastic i mean just a lot of laughter through that and that's just great man made our jobs easy oh for sure yeah absolutely and we appreciate that so you guys will appreciate this as well and you kick back relax and listen to our conversation with parker barrow guest segment of the podcast, and i throw it over to Jason to tell you guys, uh, introduce our guests that we've already told you about.
0: (laughs) I always love that. It's like, we go into this, it's a big surprise, but we've already had a show intro. Uh, Coming with us tonight, I think from Hurricane Alley, hopefully they're going to be safe, but uh, a great Southern rock band. Um, We've got Dylan and Megan from Parker Barrow on. How are you guys doing?
1: Good. How's it going? Good. We're doing good. How it? Where where are you at again? He told us. Uh, yeah, uh, crazy
2: crazy thing. We uh, just got off the road from playing some shows, and uh, my best friend gets married on Thursday, and we are at their um, like it's a vacation house on the beach in uh, North Carolina, just a little bit north of South Carolina. So uh, we're you know hoping are you for in the Outer to-
0: Banks somewhere. It's, it's I think beach. we're yeah
2: Wrightsville Beach. Um, oh, okay. I don't know, it's Wilmington, North mm-hmm. Carolina. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we used to we used to go family vacations every year to the Outer Ranks and so we started going to Florida. Like all good mess midwesterners will. Uh, yes. <laughs> so your best friends getting married, did they con you guys into being the wedding band? <laughs> no, 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 no. They uh they did not. They
2: actually they're very supportive they though. Are. Anytime we uh them through their area they're they're always the the first ones at the show ready to support but uh
3: we were technically their bachelor band yeah
0: bachelor, bachelor trip. Okay. Party band, but uh, i mean you gotta market yourselves at least to the greater cr- crowd of whoever's right. coming to right. this wedding just <laughs> savvy yeah no doubt
1: <laughs> so uh let's just start like like how did you how did you both start music get into music and then all the way up to point like when you met and decided we're gonna start our own front our own band.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, you know, we grew up in very different areas. We're from very different backgrounds. Um, And we met by chance on a night in Nashville. There's a a series called Whiskey Jam Mm -hmm. that they've been doing in Nashville for, it's probably been 20 years now, every Monday and Thursday. Great little showcase. Um, We met there one night and kind of just in passing didn't, you know, it was just, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you kind of thing. And um, <clears throat> maybe a week after that, the singer that I had in my band at the time quit um, with very short notice. And uh, I remembered meeting Megan just a little bit before, and uh, you know, I, I slid in her DMs on Instagram and was like, "Hey, will you?" Your please? dog? Yeah, I, I really did. I really did. I was like, that was uh, that was just that was my only my only hope. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, slid in her DMs and she ended up coming out on the road with the band and uh it was uh you know we there was some growing pains at first we didn't know any of her songs Mm -hmm. and uh she didn't know any of our songs and but we figured it out and uh four years later um you know we've we've been torn and uh just having a blast doing it so we're thankful for all of it (laughs)
0: So two questions for you guys. First, this whiskey jam, where do the, does it held at one central location or does it travel around Nashville?
3: It is. It's held or started out being held on just one general location at Winner's bar in uh, Midtown, but now they've started to grow and do some uh, some like whiskey jam tours um, pretty much everywhere with a bunch of giant artists that have played at whiskey jam before we actually just played our first whiskey jam, uh, our album release weekend. Um, but it's it's a neat little show- showcase. They have it Winter's bar every Monday and Thursday in downtown Nashville.
0: And Megan, for you, do you make it a habit to answer some random dude's DMs and hop in a van and go them? I mean, what do your parents say about that? Come on, that
3: was that was my first phone call. My parents are very very supportive. Uh, I moved out of my house at a very young age. I uh, told my parents at a even younger age that. There was really no chance of me going to college and I'm going to pursue music uh, at at whatever it takes. I'm going to do it. And so I moved out of my house, made to Nashville within six months, met Dylan. And I was like, well, you come here for the opportunities and I can't really turn this one up. Uh, I really didn't know what it was going to be. Um, I knew it was bigger than anything I had done before. And uh, I was excited for the challenge. And My mom knows me well enough to know that I wouldn't just get a band with someone I didn't feel like I had at least some idea that they weren't a horrible person <laughs> or that I would make it back, but mom, I he, made it slid
0: back. My, he slid in my dms mom he's okay yeah
2: I do remember she uh, she told me she had to check her schedule but I'm pretty sure she had to call her mom and make sure <laughs> It was okay. yeah. smart. Had maybe talk her mom
1: into. We, it, and right. we
3: did have mutual friends that I was able to like suss out a bit and be like, "Is he gonna kill me?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get trimming later if he's a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you're married.
0: It's kind of your job is to kill each other at some point. Right, yeah. <laughs> <totally maturely. laughs> okay. yep. every, my wife and I have a running joke every year on our our anniversary cards. We give each other. We tell each other we haven't physically killed each other yet yeah. just emotionally
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i got a two-part question as well now you guys are based on a natural are you both where are you both from separately like near there or
3: i grew up i grew up in a small town uh near Al- or near birmingham alabama okay. and
1: I, yeah i grew up southern in maryland. southern maryland
2: um very like i said very different uh backgrounds <laughs> we grew up from um yeah but uh It's cool. It's kind of it offers us a different perspective, uh, you know, on life and on things that you don't really get until you you find someone that you really care about and trust and, uh, you know, can go down some of those roads with. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a I think it adds to our dynamic um, and it's it's something cool that, you know, we're very thankful that we get to experience. Yeah,
0: I have read up a little bit on you guys um we don't do a lot of research but i think taryn sent us some stuff so i, I took a look at it uh megan i think you started out more as a country artist and yes. dylan you're a rock guy yeah 100 <laughs> through and through <laughs> so how do how how do you i guess how do you get megan convinced to come over to do rock music uh it was really easy i put it was on very
4: easy
2: <laughs> i put on tedeschi trucks and uh yeah, yeah that was there she was she was that was the bridge For her to get into some of the Southern rock. It wasn't that
3: I didn't like rock. I just didn't know about this kind of rock or this kind of this genre. Um, My parents are old school and they listen to old school country. And that's what I grew up with. My mom was actually a pop girl. So honestly, a lot of pop music. And then I met Dylan and I kind of got the good stuff. And I was like, (laughs) all right, I'm not going back from this. (laughs)
1: One thing that I'm really liking these days, I'm seeing more bands that that, that kind of have this uh dynamic where it also relates to our podcast because we're trying to show people that there was a time many years ago when there weren't so many boundaries between music yeah. and there was a relation between you know rock and roll and country. There was some authentic on uh, authenticity between there and then soul and blues and other things that make up southern rock. And that's so cool to see and, and it's authentic. It's not a fashionable and trendy thing because it's not a super popular thing. It's not over FM radio or anything, but that's very cool to see that, that, that those two styles of music in their most authentic form
2: Yeah, I mean I definitely I know for us uh we've with our music, our original music, uh even our first EP, I think we've given it our most honest and best try to mm-hmm. to express what we feel and, and um the songs that you know that we feel are given to us in a way. Um you know it's um uh, we we do our best to express that and and hope that it comes across honestly and hope that mm-hmm uh people enjoy it but at the end of the day it's really uh you know we just we try to be
1: true to ourselves and let the music tell whatever story it (laughs) needs to tell what has been your take on nashville so far since you've been there because we've met a lot of people from there and and everybody pretty much says it's very supportive it's not like a uh cutthroat scene it's very you know it's
3: like we uh we we say we're based out of Nashville. Um, we kind of just lay our heads there, maybe a couple days a month. Uh, we actually recorded our record in Jersey and okay. mo- and we're living and we were living in like the in the Maryland area for about two years, uh, before moving back to Nashville this past year, mainly just because it's a good touring spot for us. Uh, it's good to kind of it's right there in the middle for a lot of states that we go mm-hmm. to, so really like. When it comes to Nashville, I wouldn't say we're really in the scene there. Uh, We have been uh, to to some degree on other levels uh, when it comes to songwriting um, and having co-writers down there that we've worked with in the past. But really, like, we kind of are just a torn band. We're on the road. So Mm -hmm. uh, we've met a lot of friends. A lot of our band lives in Nashville. And we've made great relationships with friends and people down there. Uh, okay. I think there's just different levels to the scene and there's different parts of each scene that you can mm-hmm. choose to be in. It's kind of up to you to decide your circle. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't, I don't know if we are in Nashville for the same reason that a lot of people are in Nashville. Okay. I think it really is just kind of a central place. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of our everyone in the band, our leases were all up at different points in time. And uh, you know, I think, We're kind of not really tied down to anything. We live on the road, and uh, (laughs) the road is home. And (laughs) when we get a break from that, uh, Nashville's where we end up being most of the time.
0: (laughs) So, Dylan, you're from Southern Maryland. Like, what part?
2: Uh, I grew up up? in a town called La Plata, um, south of D.C. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's just a a small town. um, And, yeah, that's it. There ain't much to say, it's, you know. It's uh, yeah. I love it because my family's there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's we just actually got to spend, uh, mm-hmm. what three or four days, days yeah. there with my family, um, mm-hmm. which was great to to catch up and, and uh, I got to see my niece and nephews, um, which was <laughs> awesome.
1: So, yeah. Where in Jersey did you guys record at?
3: We recorded at um, Stephen Mignot's studio, uh, thermal studios in Sicklerville, New Jersey. What? It's mm-hmm. about 20 minutes outside of Philadelphia.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've we also met some folks, you know, from, uh, you know, Jersey City, Philadelphia, and there's a good uh, kind of a hard blues scene going on up there. So right. I was just kind of wondering uh, where you guys were recording out there. So
3: We definitely got lucky with our producer. Um we kind of met him by also by chance at one uh-huh. of our shows that we were doing an acoustic thing for round know, near COVID. Yeah. Um and he walked up and was like, hey, I got a studio like a lot of people do. And he was legit and he took us by it and we saw the whole thing. And he really I think he contributed a lot to the sound that came out of that record, uh our our Jeep record. And I think that really He blended mine and Dylan's ideas and just made them like, made them.
2: I always, the way I kind of say it is like, you know, with Steven, Mm -hmm. like we brought in some songs, you know, that I felt like I was able to make a really good sketch of. uh, And Steven's able to take those songs and somehow he picked the perfect colors to color those pictures in and, and, you know, make them something. And then Megan comes in and she sings on them and it really brings those songs to life and it takes that picture and it, you know, it's now a living and breeding thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we were very fortunate to work with, with Steven and, you know, there aren't enough good things to say <laughs> about the guy. He's, he's absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. top to bottom. So yeah. it was a, it was a real treat for us.
0: Yeah. I'm going to hop back to the album creation. Cause that's, that's interesting. So where were you guys at with your songs when you went in the studio? You know, you said Steven helped you guys kind of, find the find you know the finished product but did you already have all your songs ready to go did you just have sort of ideas I mean because it's a really weird dynamic with with Megan being the singer and you the drummer like you know usually drummers don't write a lot of songs
4: right
0: (laughs) yeah I mean we had various
2: degrees of things that we had worked on um I do write uh most of the lyrics for the songs interesting Um, Yeah. yeah um so we had I'd say you know we had a couple that were completely uh finished demos that we were already um had recorded mm-hmm. uh we had songs that were you know we had acoustic you know versions. acoustic <laughs> versions with you know words and melody and uh Stephen you know through chord changes and and you know different. Melodies that he was able to add, different layers, uh, you know, took some of them and they sound a lot different from our demos. And mm-hmm. then there's some that we brought in that um, it's pretty much from the acoustic guitar. Yeah. It, it kind of Dollars dollars
3: uh, was the, the only song that was, was nothing before we got in the studio. Uh, mm-hmm. We had some lyrics written down and we kind of, that was the song i was actually completely created single
0: was that your first single it was our first single yeah. and it was
3: the last song we recorded so we kind of it was a really cool one to be able to put out that soon yeah.
2: it was uh <laughs> i had yeah it was nothing more than words on paper yeah. uh and some ideas that i had in my head that i was just like this doesn't this doesn't work something's missing and uh Steve, with steven it was one of those things where he was like i woke up you know, I had this dream and I heard this guitar <laughs> thing and uh, the next day we had a session and he, he showed it to us and I was like, well, you have that. I have these lyrics. Yeah, he kind of, you know, worked out a, a, a melody for it. And it, it was it was a lot was
4: of a fun, fun making make. that song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's interesting. And what's that like for you, Megan, when, you know, Dylan is writing, you know, the lyrics, you know do you approach it just from just like a human perspective where I guess I would have like assume that is a challenge at all for you to like take a male's lyrics and sing them from a female's perspective. Well,
3: that's what I think that's what's the, that works. So that's the part that works so well between both of us when it comes to his lyrics, he does write, um from a male's perspective, but he obviously keeps me in mind while, while doing it. Um One song that's a great example is desire is we always say that, he wrote that about me, but I'm singing it about him. So it's kind of like <laughs> it it was uh it's kind of a funny dynamic with that. But I mean I really like he'll normally come to me with the lyrics and a little pro- chord progression and kind of what he's wanting to hear. He's not a singer. Uh
2: it's a lot, sing. it's <laughs> a lot for her to, to rummage through so at he, that point. <laughs>
3: he'll come to me with a with kind of a basic idea and he allows we work together to make it like how I would sing it and and what would make it comfortable for me to sing and really there's it's not really hard doing that between yeah. the two of us uh it kind of comes very naturally to both of us
0: Brian that was a good question I'm gonna follow up on that um Meg with your background singing kind of country music and I'm assuming probably more acoustical kind of pop country yes. stuff yeah You're going into a full-fledged rock band because now I don't like count your dollars like that's full on like blackberry smoke, black crows, rock and roll. You're trying to transition from singing pop country. Like how how did that happen? Was that an easy process? Because you're doing some pretty powerful vocals on some of these songs.
3: I'll say that there's probably a lot of videos between the years of 2018 and or 2019 and. 2020 that i hope no one ever sees. <laughs> it was not <laughs> an practice. Easy, it was not an easy process for me uh cuz i was only doing acoustic stuff. I've been singing since i was 10. I've played acoustic shows. That's what i was doing when i met Dylan on a much different scale. Um and honestly like it, there was a lot of growing pains. It was it wasn't pretty at first and uh the there was a singer before me who was a very like powerhouse uh powerhouse singer that could sing anything in the in the phone book and I'm not that kind of singer uh so there was a lot of learning curves between us two of like what songs fit us what songs fit my voice and that's when I started listening to Susan Tedeschi like it was my job because she sings in a style that makes sense to me and that I can kind of hear that and be like all right, that I can, I can use that here. I can. So I learned a lot from that. I learned a lot just from trial and error. Um, she, a lot of bad, one thing I will
2: say is she never was afraid of it. Not for (laughs) one second. And that's, that's what I saw immediately was, uh, she was just not afraid of any of it for a girl that had, you know, stood behind her acoustic guitar, you know, by herself without really feeling the energy of a, a rock and roll band, uh, mm-hmm. she got up there and never backed down, um, and that was just, that was kind of when I knew, like, this is, like, yeah. this, this could be a lot of fun,
1: and, you know, we could really do some cool things. Yeah. <laughs> so, Megan, you said you've been singing since you were 10. Is there any, been any vocal training for you, or did you sing in church, because You have a very powerful voice.
3: Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I I started in church. Um, I did have a vocal coach when I was younger. I worked with him for probably five or six years um, and played a lot of shows. I kind of started playing acoustic shows and all that around 14 or 15 and just kind of took that and ran with it. And after I moved out of Birmingham and moved back to Nashville – I haven't, I've, I've been in and out of like vocal training, but we're on the road so much that like it is, it's, I'm kind of just, I, I, I sing on the weekend. I sing, I sing when we play shows uh, and it, that's what we do now. So it, it's kind of been a ebb and flow with me and my voice and everything, uh, but I've definitely learned a lot from just working it, working it pretty hard. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, you can hear the progress, you know, you can hear kind of where you started from and and where you're going. And I think as you guys continue to record music and stuff, you're going to transition really well into that soulful, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of rock Southern rock stuff. So yeah, you you can definitely hear the journey in this record for sure. All right. Enough about Megan, Dylan, tell us about yourself. (laughs) How'd you get in drums? Like, you know, who are your drum idols? (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I was very fortunate to grow up uh, very close
2: to a lot of really, really good live music. My dad owned a small little uh, coffee shop in our hometown um, that uh, eventually we renovated into a small little music venue, like a little 150 seater. Um, And I got to see some really good bands uh, like really close at a really young age. And I just, I caught the bug. Uh, Haven't been able to get away from it since I've, feel like I've kind of always been drawn to live music more so than just music like the actual genre of live music has just been a passion of mine for a long time and um you know that's what's I think led me down this path was just like being exposed to that at a a young age and really not being able to get it out of my head ever since
1: (laughs) so it's so interesting lately I'm meeting more younger folks that their parents really nurtured them in this music. So it kind of sounds like that's what happened for you two.
2: Oh, I mean, I grew up, yeah, I grew up, uh, you know, falling asleep, you know, listening to the Eagles with my dad uh, in the car. I remember a lot of summer nights uh, listening to the Hotel California record, uh, the, the live version of Hotel California uh, and just falling asleep to that as a kid. And, just always being around it. You know, my dad's a huge Zeppelin fan. Uh he loves like uh, you know, like Stevie Winwood, uh Neil Young, Blind Faith, Cream, all that sixties and seventies stuff. And, you know, I was just that's that was the soundtrack of my childhood. Mm-hmm. That's what I I grew up knowing. And it's funny, he had a band as well that my the first time I heard a lot of my favorite songs, it was his band playing them. Mm-hmm. And they were just a bunch of old guys just playing the songs the way they remembered hearing them when they were kids. So it was weird for me to go and listen to some of the records and be like, wait a second, that's not how this song goes. That's not how my dad's band plays it. So so you're saying they were terrible
0: is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love my dad's <laughs> band. But, uh,
2: and honestly, I think our band, this band, it takes on a lot of those characteristics mm-hmm. with, you know, our covers that we do live we're not trying to do it. I mean, we we're doing the songs because we love them and and they've shaped us, Mm -hmm. but we're trying to do them in a way that's ours. And, you know, it's a way for us to kind of pay homage to these guys that have blazed this amazing trail Mm -hmm. that we're trying to follow. But uh, we like to put our own spin on them and do them our own way, Mm -hmm. whether it's because that's all we're capable of, or that's just how it comes out. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of how we do it.
0: Real fast Brian, I, you said Cream and you guys have a sunshine of your love cover on the record. We do? we do.
1: Yep. <laughs> so, uh, to, uh, my favorite so far I think is this epic is Throwing Stones.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> that,
1: that is, is uh, our
3: favorite to play to be honest. Yeah. That one, that's uh that's on and it's one of my favorites to sing. It's 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 very swampy, dirty. It's 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 kind of what um We kind of wanted out of that song, uh, and when we play it live, it's also different from the record, and we're able to kind of have some fun with it. Show off our two incredible guitar players, Alex and Manning, quite a bit, and it that one's one of my favorites for sure, too.
0: (laughs) Uh, well, you you brought up your two guitarists, and they do. I mean, the music on this record is really good, it is rock, (laughs) southern rock to a T. Uh, Talk a little bit about your band, how they got into the band, and are these your studio? crew as well.
3: Yes, yeah, so yeah. they're, they're not our studio crew for this record. Um okay. we started recording this record back in October of 21. So it's been there for we've been working on it for quite a long time. Uh and we met this band back in January. Um they've been with us since we've played god oh, we played a lot of shows this year. Yeah. Um and they are truly some of the most talented musicians that We've come across, and we're very fortunate to have them on board for this record. Uh, We got Alex Bender on. Going to have two lead guitars. Not mm-hmm. really. Not really.
0: Which today is anybody. Alex's birthday. Yeah. So today
3: is Alex's birthday. Happy, Happy
0: birthday, Alex! Today we're recording on August 29th for yeah. whenever this ends up coming out.
3: Right. <laughs> um, and we have Manning Feldner. Uh, he grew up in South Carolina, uh, right outside Myrtle Beach. And then we have a our bass player Michael Beckhart who uh, is from Mexico City, Mexico. <laughs> so, I Count love on
0: the Count Your Dollars video that those guys are playing Les Pauls. Yes. Yeah. We are a heavy. Yeah.
3: Les Paul band. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I I do like Les Pauls myself. I do. Have oh, players, oh, but I'm much yeah. more the the Les Paul guy. Yeah. Very cool. Well, so yeah. if you ever need a backup, come on.
1: <laughs> So it's very clever uh, how you came up with the name. So if you can tell listeners, I've read it, but it's very cool.
2: Yeah, we, uh, you know, we were, when we first started touring, it was, we were touring as a cover band, uh, figuring out what we wanted our original music to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when we decided to put some music out, we knew we wanted to change the name. We knew we wanted it to be something that brought us together And we threw around a lot of ideas. We were trying to think of something, you know, that tied Alabama to Maryland or just, you know, anything we could think of. And uh, I think it was actually my dad that said something about what about, you know, not Bonnie and Clyde, but, you know, something. And eventually we got to, it was Parker Barrow Project is what we came up with at at first. And uh, it was like, man, that kind of rolls off the tongue. And we decided we took some time and did a bunch of research and wanted to kind of know everything we could know about Bonnie and Clyde. And case
3: okay, in thirty years, someone to come and get us for
2: yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was, and it was a cool process going through that and just learning a little bit. And um, you know, we we kind of felt like the thing that's cool about Bonnie and Clyde and why they're, you know, so recognized and I guess the word is infamous, mm. um, is you know, they did everything together. It was this romanticized love story, you know, with this, you know, the criminal thing. But I think that's why the thing that reason they're remembered the way they are is because they did everything together. And that's what we're doing. We're not running from something, but we're running to something. And, uh, you know, we've been on the run for a while now and it's, it's been a a long and crazy road. We're thankful for every second (laughs) of it, but, uh, yeah, it's it's nothing short of of you know being on the run for the last four and a half years now.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, and I understand that was Parker Burroughs their last names, right? Yeah. right. That that?
0: Okay. As soon as you said that, I realized that I'm like, damn, that's those guys' last names. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't end your story the way they ended theirs. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're gonna try nervous. not to. We're really <laughs> try not to. You know, we want a long, long musical career for <laughs> yeah. guys. Um Going back to the recording of the album, what did you guys take away? This was your first one. Like, what are some of your lessons learned from doing this?
3: I honestly, I learned how to be a better singer. Uh, and mainly that comes from our producer, Steven. Uh, he's also a great vocalist. He's been in many, many bands for a very long time. He has a band that he plays with uh, in New Jersey. And really, he, would, he just had such a unique way of teaching me how to sing uh, in the studio because it is different than singing live and a lot of technique that I just, you just don't think about. Um, And he had a way of pushing me to do my best. And I've been able to take those lessons and that that information and apply it to on stage and everything. So I was like, I mean, two years ago, I was not the singer I am today because of that. I would say that 100%. (laughs)
2: Yeah, and I think uh, for me, just getting to see some of the musicians, yeah. uh, Stephen especially, uh, just the precision in the studio um, and his ability to create and recreate and replicate certain sounds, um, it was truly inspiring, and, and for me, as you know, I don't really like to call myself a musician. I say I'm a drummer because I really <laughs> – a lot of times I'm just swinging at stuff. You don't even have to know notes or chords or anything. I'm you just thinking like, hit- at stuff, and, and hopefully I get lucky and hit the right stuff. But to to watch some of these guys, um, Kevin Safera, who played drums on on some of the tracks uh, on the record as well, just to see the precision and, and uh, dedication um, – that it, it, it's taken those guys to get to, to do the things that they're able to do was truly inspiring for me and uh something that uh I think is one of the most invaluable experiences I've ever had on this entire journey. So mm-hmm. very thankful for that and very yeah. thankful for those guys for being a part of this record.
0: It's really well produced. It sounds great. Like again it just the uh the whole the whole thing is really sounds well. How long did it take you guys from start to finish for this to record it this? was It was kind of weird
2: because we started this process. When we started it, we were working full time jobs. We were uh, we were building kitchens, uh, like walk in refrigerators, and uh, we were literally, you know, we had jobs in North Carolina and Virginia and Maryland, and we were booking shows,
3: playing shows on where we had to work, yeah, yeah, and
2: trying our best to get back to the studio whenever we could, and. Sometimes it would be two days, and then, you know, a month off, yeah. and and we'd come back, and we'd maybe we'd get two days, a week off, two days, and you know, we were dealing with COVID, where mm. you know, not shutdowns, but like where you if you it. got it, you were done <laughs> for two weeks, and we got yeah. it, he yeah. got it, and then you know, really? it was just it was a whole thing, so yeah. it took from that, October of twenty one to,
3: to February of twenty three.
2: February of 23 altogether, mm. but uh, it was probably, I mean, it really wasn't all that many sessions in that yeah. amount of time. We it probably was... could
3: have done the record in about two months if that's all we did for yeah. two months. Okay. We
2: also, we were very, very fortunate to have uh, Howie Weinberg uh, master the record for us, which um, he, if you, any rock album that you've listened to in the last, like, since yeah. beginning of time, just about, Howie Weinberg's had his hands on. Yeah. Um, he mastered some of the Black Crow stuff. He mastered some Nirvana stuff. Um, Junior. He's got Those like guys. 23 Grammys uh, <laughs> and just uh, really, truly amazing at what he does. And we were fortunate enough through our producer, Steven to get him to master this record for mm-hmm. us, um, which is just, it's such a neat thing. And again, just something we're so thankful yeah. and blessed to have happened with this.
1: As you guys have been out there on the road playing and everything, um, we always like to ask our guests, like, we, we love coming across new bands as we came across y'all. You know, is there anyone else out there that's been doing this about the same amount of time as you, like, from your, your, um, I don't know what to say, generation or your contemporaries? Is there someone that maybe we haven't heard of that you think that would really knock our socks off?
2: Well, I, I can't say we've been doing it as long as these guys at least not the way they're doing it. Um, but we've gotten to God on the road with them a bit this year. And it's, it's really been just amazing experiences for us. And it's uh Tanner Usry. He's right in Arkansas, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard him, but he yeah. is incredible. Yeah. He's got some of the best music that's going to come out this year mm-hmm. is coming from Tanner. And yeah. uh, he's, it, it, you know, he's been great to us. He's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. let us come out on the road with them, And he's introduced us to some neat venues and let us play some really cool shows with them. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely, yeah, that's right, he's guys. on
4: the, he's on the top of our list right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of neat venues, I would look at your tours. I just missed you guys. I was out at the Southgate house last week for another show. You guys just played there, right? In Covington, Kentucky.
3: Oh, no, Matt. fun.
0: oh you did madison live okay yeah okay Okay. not southgate house i was gonna ask because it's a converted church to like a musical oh oh, i I had
3: heard of it um but no we played madison we actually played there in january with tanner um opened up for him there and then they were for they were grateful enough to uh give us our own uh, headlining slot there for our our release weekend so uh very very cool place very nice people
0: yeah it's a cool it's a good area it's a really good a lot of entertainment (laughs) if you haven't been to the case
3: barbecue uh that's that's we've gone there every time and it's amazing (laughs)
0: yeah i'm gonna keep my eyes open for next time i live in columbus ohio so i'm like two hours away so like hopping down back and forth the cincinnati coming since not super easy but i will make exceptions when you know as long as I'm not already down there once. once
1: right. <laughs> I I, uh, as my shirt says, I was uh, this weekend, I went to the Northwoods Jam. in Henriette, Minnesota. I'm in Fargo, North Dakota, but, oh, and because wow. so that's wow. kind of near, near, uh, Henriette's kind of, you know, fairly close to Minneapolis, but um, Tanner played that. He was like second to last. Unfortunately, I, I had to leave before the last two was Tanner and then Whitey Morgan in the seventy eights. But uh okay. I, I've chatted with him briefly and I think he'll be on at some point, but next ch- time I get a chance to okay. see him I'll I'll definitely do that. I know he he played some shows with them Dirty Roses if if you know yeah. those yeah. guys. That's oh, another so,
2: great people. another awesome band that they're so uh, good. They're yeah. putting out some great music. We got to do a show with them kinda in my home. It was in DC mm-hmm. uh oh where'd they, you play they, with them? Yeah, we did. We played, yeah. and it uh, it was such a cool night. They were they were great
0: guys, and uh...
3: they didn't grow. They grew up not too far from where I grew up, so it was kind yeah. of yeah, yeah, them, uh, back up was north.
0: Gadsden, or what? Where they Gadsden. at, Brian?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's where at? Least yeah, Andrea,
0: Gadsden, Andrew, and we've uh, we've been having those guys on for years. Where where did you play with them in D.C.? Uh,
3: Hill Country Barbecue. Um, oh yeah. yeah,
0: yeah.
3: We were able to play with them there. Um, one, that was one of the funnest nights we've ever
0: yeah, had. Was a great, night. It was an awesome night. Awesome. Don't hang out with them too much because they will corrupt you. Yeah, that's what we heard. It, it that's uh, what we heard. Yeah. yeah,
2: we got we, we got a little taste. We're hoping, we that, the, uh, we're hoping <laughs> that we're hoping that will come back out with them soon.
1: Don't
3: <laughs> let Santa rush you you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: when you mentioned that you opened up for them from in dc that's the last time they were on jason they were in dc so i wonder if that was the same time
0: probably right before yeah they were uh yeah right they were on at the hotel weren't they before yeah. yeah no doubt that's crazy
3: yeah they're cool guys. They, cr-
0: they crisscross ohio a lot i always uh, make an opportunity seem they are a really really fantastic live band
3: they are a great live band yeah <laughs>
1: So Megan, I have to ask you about Alabama in um, Birmingham. Was there ever a scene there? There was you... honestly
3: a huge scene in Birmingham. Um, we really like. There was there was a lot of young groups. Like when I when I was growing up, I mean, I was I was in like a traveling. It was, I don't really know, even know how to describe it, but it was like a bunch of little kids who wanted to play music, and we were playing shows at different places, uh having these like the
0: Partridge family.
3: <laughs> it was it was <laughs> close to it. Um, but uh we so we had a lot of opportunities very young, or at least I did for original music even. Um, but a lot of I mean like I had a lot of friends that still continue to play music at a pretty high level. Um and was able to grow up in a pretty good original music scene in Birmingham. Uh, there's a lot of great venues down there, and I feel like it's getting even better with it uh, as it's grown as a city over the past couple of years. But there was there was an amazing, like, I, even looking back now, I'm like, wow, we really had it made in Birmingham for a while.
1: <laughs> right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else besides them Dirty Roses? Uh, did you ever come across them before, before then, or...?
3: We were close. Uh, we crossed paths a lot, but never really got a chance to meet. Um, after we met them, it was kind of like instantly we all kind of became pals and friends, and they've been supportive of us through our album release and everything. Uh, there's a lot other. There's Taylor Honeycutt who mm-hmm. we've also crossed paths yeah. with. Um, her guitar player actually used to or played with us for a while. Um, Tyler. Um, and it's honestly just a lot. Trey Lewis is another one who's kind of gone on to do pretty cool things. Uh, so there's there's quite a few, but in the blues rock scene, it's it's Taylor and then Dirty Roses mainly, and mm-hmm. the Red Clay Strays, who yep. we have not gotten a chance to meet yet. It's a high our list. Have,
2: have you guys heard the Red Clay Strays?
4: Yeah,
0: yes. yeah. yeah, man,
3: they are at some of my favorite music coming out right now. As there well. is
0: so much good music coming out of the regional south right now and we call it southern rock but it's rock music from the south yeah, and everything right. sh- we run across people all the time in fact when we ran across you brian had brought you guys up i think you would chat me brian to check them out and then literally the next day i think taryn emailed me saying hey i'm like well we were just talking about the band so hell yeah let's get them on yeah <laughs> that's
3: awesome yeah alabama's arms like- blowing up right now with this Southern rock scene. So um, well, we're happy to even be mentioned with any of those guys.
0: <laughs> and Huntsville got that nice new outdoor amphitheater yeah. where they're having some really good level shows coming. I think it's like, yeah. was it 3,500 or 4,000 yeah. seats or something like that. Some real, real good crews coming through.
3: Texas better watch out. That's all I got to <laughs> say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna
1: pull people. Alabama is the new coming Texas.
3: <laughs> so,
1: how about the Muscle Shoals area? What, what's that like these days?
3: It's neat. Uh,
1: it's, we actually,
3: yeah. I
2: just went there uh, this past, I guess it was July. It, this is actually a crazy story. Uh, I've been looking for a new uh, road case for my drums. I've had this thing that I've lugged around the country for the last, you know, 10 years or so that's like fallen apart and uh, I needed something new. I found this like almost brand new road case and just outside of Muscle Shoals. And uh, we were playing in Birmingham. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go take a day trip. Our guitar player, Manning, came with mm-hmm. me. Uh, we went and saw the two studios. Um, and we went and had some some of the best barbecue I've ever had. I honestly can't tell you the name of the place right now. But, man, <laughs> it was good. Uh, and then I go and I pick up this drum case. And it's at this guy's house. And go in and he's like super nice. He's like, here it is. Shows me around. Helps me get it in the van, which was like a total pain because the thing is as big as the van. Yeah. And uh, we're talking. He's like, so I'm like, yeah, are you in a band? He's like, yeah, I play a little bit. And I'm like, oh, man, like, that's awesome. Like, you know, maybe our bands can do a show sometime, just kind of making small talk. And uh, after we leave, he sends me the name of his band, and it's St. Paul and the Broken Bones, who at the time (laughs) I had not heard of. And uh, I looked them up on Spotify and I immediately I saw how many people listen to their music and I put it on and was just instantly learned. (laughs) I was learned right then. But uh, I texted him. I was like, man, I'm so, so sorry for my ignorance. But your guys music is absolutely amazing. Uh, and as I'm doing this, I'm driving. I'm looking at the T-shirt I just bought from Fame Studios, and I see their name on it that they've recorded there. And it was just, yeah, all this mm-hmm. stuff. All it, it was crazy. But uh, yeah, another another great band to mention. Mm-hmm. Just if we're throwing bands out there,
1: yeah, I I think I came across their name when I was like, I'll just Google like you know muscle you know bands from Muscle Shoals or Alabama or whatever Huntsville. Like mm-hmm. that's where I came across them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I Brian's a talent guys, scout. But... <laughs> he is like if he calls out a band, like they're good. Like yeah, yeah. that's how he finds everybody for the show. It's amazing. Yeah. That's you got an innate gift for that, Brian. Well, I'm waiting for a record company
1: to pick you up <laughs> yeah, and take you away. Yeah. From. <laughs> well, Spotify is such a good source too, because then you'll get like the thing below, like, you know, bands like the one you're listening yeah. to or you know.
4: Yeah.
1: I don't know. There's something about bands with a cool name. And if they look like they're in a band, it's just instantly. Yeah. And most of the time it's like a great, great path to follow to find good bands. So
0: you guys mentioned Tedeschi Trucks as kind of one of your influencers, kind of like, you know, who you who you hope to kind of be like. Are there any other bands right now that are, are real big influences on you? Whiskey Mars. Yeah, um, no,
3: you go. That, that, honestly, that was uh that was one of the first things I after Tedeschi Trucks, that was, like, the blues side. But listening to Whiskey Myers changed my whole perspective on music And You guys would be
0: a slam dunk to support them with your both styles.
3: Please, please, we, please put, blast
0: you, that. Sell it, them, and, yeah. Yeah, let them yeah. We would
3: love like, to. Uh, I mean, we honestly grabbed a lot of our influence from from uh, their records, and we have listened to all of them front to back a million times. Uh It was actually the first date we went on was to go to Whiskey Myers. Nice. Uh, It it really was our first date, but it it was the day after we got engaged. So, (laughs) uh, wait
0: wait a minute, huh? Wait a minute. Yeah.
3: So again, we we met and we kind of didn't really start dating ever. We we always called each other bandmates for such a long time because and you just get engaged. And we just got it, engaged. It really and...
2: was. I mean, and really, we've kept a really aggressive schedule. Yeah. Really, throughout For COVID and three everything, or four and years now, we've
0: it was
3: we've it was our days? first chance we
0: got. To your go- shows are your dates. Hey,
3: they they are. Are. we're
2: taking
0: a show. It's our show, but we're going. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean,
2: we got married in May. and uh we've been on the road ever since. It's been our honeymoon tour. It's the longest honeymoon. Yeah. Longest honeymoon. We've seen the Golden Gate Bridge. We've seen Niagara Falls. Yeah. Uh, you know we've done some, been able to do some really cool stuff this summer, and you know we're trying to take it all in and yeah,
3: you for every second. It was it was our first day after we got in, really in general, but after we got engaged, uh, <laughs> yeah, and we got to sit front row. It was their first concert back after COVID, Uh Tony's Tony Kent's birthday, and it was just a really fun time for yeah. us. But those guys are just huge influences of ours they're just really good at what they do and true
2: so, pros yeah. those guys are true mm-hmm. pros. Yeah. Uh, it was neat to get to see them up close because they're doing such big shows now yeah. yeah this thing we saw was like a makeup date um in a smaller like 2000 seater mm-hmm. um to just to get to see them do that their first night back and yeah. i remember after the second song cody cannon kind of looked around at the rest of the band and was like that's it's like riding a bike because they just settled right in and it was mm-hmm. like they've done it a million times and they're going to do it again and they're going to do it better than they've ever done it yeah. and i think that's probably true every time they get on stage yeah. uh those guys are the real deal
1: yeah, yeah I, I i've seen them three times and this uh fast that i was at this weekend you could hear so much influence from them mm-hmm. but been trying to get those guys on it's just like i can't like yeah, gonna, yeah. we've had charlie star on twice but we can't get the whiskey oh, Miners yeah. guys on oh, but yeah. i gotta ask you i gotta ask you dylan like what was the where, where was the proposal or how was the proposal
2: uh it was <laughs> the perfect storm uh i remember you know i'm sitting down and i it was i i don't it was like i think the time was
0: like correlated with the date that we met did and you DM her and ask her to marry you? No,
2: <laughs>
0: but just was, emoji of ring,
2: engagement ring to her. It was the time correlated with the date that we met, and it like I just got real overwhelmed all of a sudden. And I went, I remember I went and talked to my dad. I was like, I know this sounds crazy, I know this is like super fast, but uh, I'm gonna ask Megan to marry me next weekend. <laughs> uh, we were playing in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. We had a photographer that was already scheduled to come out. Cause we were doing some, some promo stuff. Um, and you know, I knew that her whole family would be able to be there. Uh, His
3: family flew in,
2: and my parents were able to fly in, which was amazing. And, uh, we always said first time we get a chance to go on a date, we would go to the Alabama peanut company in yeah. Birmingham.
4: Yeah. Cause
2: me being from Maryland, I had never eaten a boiled peanut before.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
2: and she turned me on to them. And now it's like every time we go out on the road, we're eating these boiled peanuts. And it's like, one day we'll go get some real ones. It'll mm-hmm. be our first date. So uh, we went to the boiled peanut company and I made sure I looked at the the store online and I tried to mark out a spot that was like right in the center to make sure like, mm-hmm. you know, we could get a good shot and everything. And uh, yeah, so I proposed at the uh, the boiled peanut.
3: I was always suspicious for like, Two and a half seconds, and then my I texted my sister, and I was like, "Hey, do you know something I don't know?" And she was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> and I uh, I texted her. I was like, "Well, I, all I need to know is like, should I paint my nails this weekend? Because I I don't take care of my hands. They're uh, kind of dirty all the time." And my sister was like, "No, nah, you're good. Don't worry about it." <laughs> so she's like, "I mean, if you, if you want to, you can." And we We did a photo shoot all day. We were we woke up at like 10 a.m. Walked around the city of Birmingham, just taking pictures. And it was like a normal, like we had the photographer out It made sense. Uh, so I was like, no, nah, I was kind of worn out. We went out to lunch. It was a beautiful day. Everything was perfect. Um, and uh, even when we got to the store, I was, I didn't even see it until they were like, look, like he's on his knees. And I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I cried just a little bit.
2: There, Yeah. There's just a, a <laughs> there's a picture of it where, She's like crouched, completely crouched down, and I swear that, however long that period was, it was the it felt like it felt like three hours that I was sitting there because she said nothing, and I I was getting to the point where I was like, "Are you crying because <laughs> you're happy or because this is just like you don't know what to do right now?" Uh, it
3: but, worked out. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, and then uh, all of a sudden, somehow, what a year and some change later, we're like, "Oh yeah, this date." Is not going to be any busy for us because we'll just we'll just be playing shows. We don't have to play that weekend, and then all of a sudden we're releasing a record, and then and our first single comes out in yeah. two weeks, and we get to go to California, and we're like leaving from our, I'm like on our wedding day, and I'm just like I can't be on Instagram today. I'm like what's gonna <laughs> like I need to promote this. I need to
4: like need
3: <laughs> to like post things. Nobody knows who we are, and then we're releasing our first record, so <laughs> gotta try and. Get as many faces as possible. You should
0: have worked in a sponsorship to your wedding, like somehow, like to. people to pay for, like, you know, <laughs> social media. Come on. You, you, yeah. Your generation supposed to be savvy at the social media stuff. Put it on TikTok. I don't know. Yeah. We, uh, do we, we have a TikTok now? Right? We do now. Yeah. Now we do. <laughs> I, I think you're, I think everybody's obligated to get on TikTok. Yeah.
3: Now. I'm not very good at it. I kind of run most of our social media and
2: I don't even, I don't even have the app. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Don't, it's I, tough. I, don't either. I it's at least favorite part of the job, but it's probably the most necessary.
0: But you have to. And that's that's the way you know the current audiences find a yeah. lot of of artists, right? Because mm-hmm. radio is not really a thing so much. Yeah. You can go to YouTube, but it's a lot of the social media, the Instagram stuff, the the TikTok. That's really it's really how you do it. Yeah. Or tour, just tour a shit ton like you guys are doing too. Yeah. <laughs> We've been doing that.
1: <laughs> Jason, is it that time of the show?
0: Well, Dylan, Megan, if you guys would like to do the lightning round of very stupid questions? Yeah. I'm down. Of course. Let's do it. Okay, we'll try not to make you two fight and, you know, cause any problems in the band.
3: Wow. <laughs> <I'm fussy. laughs>
0: All right. Question for both of you, for both of the answer individually. What was the first concert you ever attended? Yeah. Not together, individually. Or it is yeah. more
3: interesting than that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
2: Uh, I saw the Almond Brothers. Well, the first what? real concert. Yeah, the first yeah. like big concert I went to was yeah. the Almond Brothers. Uh, it was at a Calvert Marine Museum in, in Calvert County, Maryland. Um, mm-hmm. They lit into Jessica, and the skies opened up, and it poured down rain, and everyone left that concert except for the Almond Brothers and a very small group of people. And that small group of people got to see a really cool show that day. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a, a, an absolute treat to, to get to see those guys for my first mm-hmm. big concert. And it was, you know, Derek Trucks was with them when he was like 18. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was really Derek amazing. and Warren
0: at going after it. Yeah, man.
3: <laughs> uh, mine was Kelly Clarkson. Okay. Um, yeah. I was, I was five or six and uh My mom took me and my sister to go and they actually held a singing competition outside of her concert. So I sang and I got second place and I got our family to go up to like row (laughs) ten.
0: So (laughs) (laughs) she to me is still the greatest winner of American Idol because she can actually rip it and sing and it's amazing.
3: Her voice is untouchable. It is it is incredible. Pretty much
0: perfect, like pitch perfect everything. Yeah. I'm not sure
3: she's ever seen it back then. <laughs> I, I don't
0: either. I don't either. And I've heard, and my wife likes American Idol, so I've yeah. I've heard. I don't watch it, but I can yeah. hear it in the background. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of good stuff going on. All right, next question: What is the first record, CD album, whatever you you guys remember buying or getting? I, I like. I had a very different
2: upbringing with music, where like live music was um, way more prominent for me than like going, I don't, I, I really don't remember the first time I went out and bought a record or bought a CD. Um, but I just, I just remember always being around music. I never, I was, you know, fortunate enough to never have to seek it because it was just always there for <laughs> me to listen to. So
0: have you ever bought a CD or a record? I... Uh, honestly, <gasps> I mean, I've you guys bought, probably stream and, everything because you're always on the road. Yeah, well,
5: we,
3: actually, a wedding yeah we got
2: a wedding gift of, of vinyl, but I I mean, I've bought Friends Records or CDs yeah. um, and some, you know, local bands that I've seen in places that just really liked. And I think they're cool. I mean, the the CDs, even today, like, think it's a cool collectible to have if it's a band that you like. Um, I just, you know, I, I haven't. Uh, have it's just, yeah. it's so accessible now, you know, it's, it's right there. But
3: I, uh, I first album I ever downloaded would be what it, Okay, was. let's, let's it. Downloaded, let's uh, to my iPod at like probably 10 was relapsed by Eminem. Um, <laughs> so that's, I can
0: absolutely hear that influence in your music.
3: <laughs> I mean, it, it comes through, you know, but yeah, uh, that was, that was one of the first full records I'd, I dove into which is odd but I did I I remember I sat in my room and I don't know why I had access to this at 10 years old I think my mom just really wanted me to get get all of it well young (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I wrote down every single lyric uh, of his in that album and I memorized them all and I can still recite them today (laughs) Uh, so yeah but honestly when it comes like it sounds weird but he's who got me into songwriting like his way of writing lyrics even though it's rap it's a different form uh really the way he put words together made my mind start to think that way and uh he got me into it so <laughs> I'm not mad about it yeah I'm not-
0: no there's nothing wrong with that I mean listen Eminem's, Eminem's had a great career yeah sold tons of record you know like he's right. a very good songwriter he touches right. a lot of people you know he, he makes right there's nothing wrong with that
4: yeah <laughs>
0: What's the first time either of you played live?
3: The first time? Yeah. I sang uh, when I was 10 years old at my baptism uh, in church, and that was the first first That's time first I ever sang. Other than
0: the Kelly Clarkson performance. Yes, other than first. the Kelly
3: Clarkson performance, yeah. Uh, it was at church uh, right before my baptism. The, did you do Eminem? I did not. They, were, they didn't allow me that time. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I'm, I'm going like, to do lose myself, everybody, yeah. for my <laughs> baptism, just so you know.
3: We're gonna... I, uh, the second I would say that the most memorable, though, for me was I, I learned how to play. I taught myself how to play guitar in like three days, like a song that I really wanted to perform live at a singing competition I was doing when I was a kid. And locked myself in a room, learned how to play it and played it, played that song live three days after I picked up the guitar for the first time. And that was, that was probably my most defining moment playing music live. I was 12 years old. Uh, well,
0: what's what song? Don't leave us hanging here.
3: It was uh, Farmer's Daughter by Crystal Bower Socks.
0: Yeah. Um, All American Idol. American Idol, here, I was
3: All American, American
0: Idol. American Idol. You're but not giving any voice candidates any love. A, Come on.
3: A great, a great song. A song that really just meant a lot to me. And I was hell bent on learning it and playing it live in three days. And I, and I did it. <laughs>
0: Well, she had that cool, like almost Janis Joplinish thing right. going on too, right? Say, like not not traditional pop.
3: Yeah, and I I really like connected with that. Uh, yeah, her time on American Idol, but also just afterwards. And I actually still have it. But she came through um Birmingham uh, not too long after her American Idol career had passed, and she uh, I wasn't at the concert. I wasn't able to go. I was. 12 or 13, or however old I was. But she called my mom that night and said, Hey, I've heard that your daughter really. She played at a venue that I played at a bunch. And it's was like, I heard that your daughter really likes a song here. I left a CD at the venue. Please come and get it. And she signed it, and I still have it today. <laughs> and it's her farmer's Daughter record. Nice.
0: It's that? really cool. It's cool. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, you got to top that, man. Come on.
2: <laughs> uh, mine was. It was with my dad's band. Their drummer called like 30 minutes before the show and was like, I can't make it. I was probably seven or eight, like just barely tall enough to reach the pedals. Uh, and I played a full set with them. Uh, I couldn't tell you how long it was, but it was, it was a full probably two hour set. Um, and it was probably horrible, but <laughs> it was that was the first. Uh but yeah, that was a, uh, that was, I'll never forget that experience. That was crazy. When wow. did you start learning drums? I, I got a drum set when I was like four or five. Um, and, you know, I remember just finding anything and everything I could find to to hit those <laughs> drums with. They had holes in them. I duct taped them back together, like whatever it took to keep them going. But <laughs> Uh, my learning drums consisted of my dad sitting on my race car bed and me sitting at the drums and him playing acoustic and me trying to make sound that made sense. Uh, And I, you know, that was all it was for me for a long time. And I kind of got away from playing drums for a bit. Um, And when I came back to it, I kind of reintroduced myself to it like right after high school and, Mm -hmm playing in church and that kind of thing and starting
0: bands and um but yeah that's pretty you guys both start really early
3: yeah (laughs) it's kind of been our whole lives pretty much yeah
0: yeah all right we're gonna go with a couple lightning couple lightning round questions now because very rarely brian do we ever get couples on here right Mm -hmm. so i've concocted some questions for you guys i hope we're not i hope we're not divorced afterwards (laughs)
3: all
0: (laughs) right okay Who's the messiest?
3: It depends. It really does because, depend. Like if I'm I'm the one who cleans up. Okay. So uh I if I t- if I tend to make a mess, it normally will get cleaned up.
2: If we're talking if I
3: don't clean up Dylan's messes, they don't get cleaned
2: if up. If we're talking if we're talking like dishes and cooking, I make oh, an yeah. absolute yeah mess like i'll use every dish in
0: our house to cook something
3: literally but if we're talking about like i'm a i'm a use a dish and wash it as you cook thank
0: you megan i do that dylan Mm -hmm. you're like my wife
3: yeah Yeah. there's gotta be one in each and every marriage
0: uh
2: but no if we're talking like the van like she has like her makeup her clothes her shoes i have
3: to get ready in the van
2: from one end to the other, you guys would not believe it. I, oh. I actually call it
3: Hurricane Irene.
2: Hurricane Irene. That's her middle name. It's Hurricane uh, Irene. Eileen, Eileen,
0: but I call her Irene. It's yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. My my son is dating a girl named Eileen, but I always call her you no know, I, Irene. I call her Eileen because of the you know the the song, and I can't. Yeah. I always yeah. It
3: <laughs> yeah, the woman, the and yeah. He
0: come on eileen no it's irene shit yeah. okay um who's the better cook
3: deal Neil, bill 100 um I, I have like two dishes that i made when i was living by myself as a young young teenage girl um <laughs> and i still made those same dishes today they they're hold good up. too they're
0: good they hold, they're not, it's not you bad. know what if you're good at something why why change yeah, yeah. and
3: they'll just you can just throw it down in the kitchen. I love cooking, really... so it's like it's a great, it's a hobby, it's great for me.
0: Okay, who's the most athletic? Deal. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I,
2: Ben Kane. I always say she is not made for speed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, she
2: looks cute when she's running, but she's not made for speed.
3: I'm not Nothing. So fashion
0: happy. over function. <laughs> yeah.
3: I will. Uh, I got loose bones, is what I say. They just.
0: Loose bones. They she says it all the time. She really does.
3: They're just not fully connected, so when I try and do athletic things, I get hurt very <laughs> easily.
0: Just, just do some yoga or something. Get that you know, should, know, get,
3: the, get, get that balance
0: together out there. <laughs> <laughs> Who's better at trivia? Probably would it, depend. It depends on the, depends yeah. on the subject.
3: Uh, dogs? Me. Her, I can answer yeah. anything about dogs. Uh, but probably – well, sports is probably me. It depends. It depends on what. If you're talking or about NFL. Alabama
4: football,
0: <laughs> like we go to trivia night and you two yep. are pitted at each other, who's going to win? What's well, I don't know. Uh, who yeah. do I want on my team if I'm picking between two of you?
3: We both have our strengths.
0: Yeah, we both have our strengths. Like if we're doing like,
3: <laughs> no weaknesses around here though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> There's only strengths and bigger strengths, strengths. and better and strengths. Better yeah. strengths. <laughs> we know everything. No. <laughs> fair enough um okay who has the better sense of humor
3: we kind of have the same exact sense of humor it's It's kind of like what our relationship was built on was our how funny we are (laughs) Uh, just like we just laugh at the same jokes Uh, i don't know if
2: anyone else really uh gets our humor yeah i think (laughs) our band tolerates it at times but uh i do think somehow we're cut from the same cloth and yeah. we we laugh at the same things that probably no one else would really laugh at yeah. uh we have our own language that we can speak to each other <laughs> in at this point yeah it's, i mean it's
3: when you spend like like every day with someone since you've met just, them pretty since much. you met them <laughs> other than like i think we've spent about
2: 10 days apart
3: 10 days apart That's in five it. years yeah uh, wow we're uh we're pretty. We're pretty. We're pretty tired. And that's like
2: all day too. Like it's yeah. We've worked together. We've lived together.
3: We've played music together. Played music tour together. It's, it's uh,
0: we do it all together. As, so. as our dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, that is like mm-hmm. you're never apart from each other. And yeah. I know we don't do video, but everybody right here, they're smiling. They've been smiling the whole time. <laughs>
3: We love each other, <laughs> and we're glad R- that Brian and
0: I are real fun guys to hang out with. Let me tell you, yeah, yeah that's, that's, part, that's part of it, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, these are band questions you have to answer together now. They are not separate ones.
3: Okay.
0: Where was your first performance?
3: Mary Dell Fire Department. Yep. Uh, in. Mary Del- Del-
2: Del- Maryland. Delaware Maryland. <laughs> it's it's literally a firehouse that if yeah. you stand on one side of it, you're in Maryland. If you stand on the other side, you're in Delaware. You're in Delaware. And uh I played there a bunch. Uh Randy Barr. Uh he was like always anytime I needed a show, he always mm-hmm. found a way to make it work. And uh this one time he booked us and the singer in the band quit two days before and mm. we had sold tickets and we went there and I, I told Randy up front, I was like, man, this is going to be one for the books. I have no idea what it's going to be, but if people bought tickets, I'm going to find a way to bring something. Yeah, uh, It might be more of a comedy show than it will be music, <laughs> but we're going to find a way to make it work. And uh, we did. It was great. I think mm. the highlight for us, we played a hurricane by band of heathens. Mm-hmm. um just her and i mm-hmm. she was playing guitar That's and, song. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we uh yeah it was just kind of a cool it was the first time that we really clicked and it was like
0: man maybe Isn't we can cool? yeah we can do this together yeah. so yeah brian that venue i think rat rod had played there or talked about that one that sounds really yeah, familiar
1: yeah i think so
0: i think they go they went to delaware a lot and they let us know it's a philly area Blues rock band, hard blues rock band. How would you uh, how would you AC
1: DC kind of band basically? Oh okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They're they're pretty awesome. Nice. All right. Um, let's go with what's your favorite band that you played a show with?
3: Denisari. Uh All right, we just love those guys. We've really gotten to gotten to know them and they've just been great to us. We uh, went we
2: went to California with them for we did uh what was it? four shows five shows
3: but we've Uh, done about 12 within this this year Um, and
2: uh it's just we've had a lot of fun on the road with them and um you know our guitar players are kind of good buddies with their guitar players at this point and uh, we all just
3: we all just get along very well and they're just they're just really good people
2: and of course kirk Kirk tanner's bass player might be the coolest guy i've ever met my whole life He's, He's like he is an awesome dude and yeah. we're super thankful
0: that we we've crossed past yeah. with kirk <laughs> bass play, players brian correct me if i'm wrong are known to be super cool dudes right they are super they cool, are dudes. cool dudes yeah. Indeed. brian plays bass
3: oh nice nice
0: <laughs> give my compadre here a nod um uh, <laughs> if you could open up for any band who would you choose
3: let's get mars
0: yeah okay if it's if it's well, any, any band, band ever like if you know Live or
2: dead? Or yeah, let's go uh, ahead. Let's let's do that. If you guys could open for a band Led Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah. Even get to see them would be like yeah the most amazing thing ever. But
3: Whiskey Myers would be
0: Whiskey Myers would you're, be the, the one that's currently going. Yeah. If if you got a chance to play with Led Zeppelin, let's say, and they said come on stage and play a song with us, what would you choose?
3: Would you actually black dog? Well, because we do it. No, so no, no, I, no, 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 no. I mean,
0: that's our. That's I like were, our Led Zeppelin cover yeah. that we'll do. Yeah. But I would probably do throwing stones.
3: Oh, for us, one yeah. of our songs. Oh, you
0: make Led Zeppelin play know. your song. Sorry,
3: playing Zeppelin. You're
0: playing one of our songs.
2: <laughs> yeah, that groove. Yeah. The groove on uh on throwing stones is. Although I don't know, I might do because, yeah, I don't know. There, there's a lot of. I mean Led Zeppelin's a huge influence. John Bonham's a huge influence for me. Of course, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, that groove and throwing stones is is.
0: It's, it definitely has some Zeppelinist. Yeah, yeah. I And mean, that's one of the things I picked up on for sure. Yeah, but that would be. What cool. is your What's your favorite venue to play?
3: Um, gosh. So we've we've kind of we just played a really a, a new venue um that just opened up. Couple months ago, called the Foundry. It's in Waynesboro, Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, our a sound guy that we have worked with a bunch. because He's just an amazing dude. Uh, his name's Gary.
2: Shout um, out to Gramps. Shout
3: out to Gramps. Uh, <laughs> Gramps. He helps kind of build the stage, build the system, make that room sound incredible. It's about an 800 seater. um Just really cool place, and we got to play there for our album release party, uh, and it was it's hard we definitely that have gorgeous.
2: some like some sentimental things we're, we're very sentimental to, people so getting to release yeah. our record there and and with Gary but we also there's a place in um we we have a couple places that you know it's really been cool for us to we spend a lot of time on the road but these these places that pop up that really do feel like home um the uh, renegade in Arlington Virginia mm-hmm. um just some of the best people you would ever meet I mean yeah. there's time anytime we've gone in there they've really gone above and beyond to treat us like family and
3: they're they're normally a a cover band bar um but they allow us to come in and do our own music and uh put on the show that we put on and they're open to it and the and the the staff there is yeah they treat some of the best
2: people you ever meet another great one for us is um in birmingham it's a place called the finnick um just Really great room. Room sounds great. Good people. Um,
0: but we
3: did get to play uh, the CASPA in San Diego, which was just really, really neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very funny. legendary venue. San Diego
0: is such a horrible place to visit. The weather and everything else. Is hey, yeah.
3: The beaches, <laughs> um, the sunset. I mean,
0: yeah. you if you could afford to live there, I mean, people, yeah. more people would live there. It's just so yeah. awesome.
3: Right. I will say that pretty much everywhere we played in California was incredible yeah. uh, there wasn't a bad spot over there california was
2: we play a lot incredible. of places and i mean there's a lot of great
0: great spots to yeah. play out there and we've been mm-hmm. fortunate to play some really cool ones yeah. But uh, it's kind of
3: hard to choose yeah <laughs>
0: that's, that's fine i'm sure i'm sure in all your travels you'll end up coming on one yeah. uh what is your favorite what is, where's a venue you want to play that you haven't yet
2: i mean the the like the dream, I think the the last one on my bucket list is probably Red Rocks. Yeah, uh, yeah, We Rocks. could have predicted that. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there's there's the East Coast and the West Coast. So there's Red
0: Ryman and Red Rocks. That's it. Well,
2: honestly, Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden. Garden uh, there you go. I just Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it just would be such a cool thing mm. uh to see, like some bands that uh, I think just recently. I think maybe Harry Styles. Did did like yeah, my 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 daughter murder.
0: and my wife and their friends flew out. They here's what they did. They left last last whenever it was last year. She was a high school senior. Left school, immediately got on a plane, flew to New York, went to Massive Square Garden, watched one of the shows, got something neat, went to the airport, got the first flight back in the morning. <laughs> She's a major Harry Styles yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah. Good lord. <laughs> if you guys open for Harry Styles, you have to give my daughter a ticket. All right. Deal.
3: Um, deal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, them's the rules
0: here. Yeah. A, we're a verbal contract, Brian. You're the witness. I'm seeing it. <laughs> All right. Um, What's your favorite place to eat on the road? Uh, we eat
3: a lot. We, do, we, kinda... we are very good for foodies. Like, if if we're in a new city or we're in a new spot, um, we're going to wherever – people tell us to go like we are the local
4: and
3: if they're like this place go that's where we're going to go um best road meal uh the renegade in arlington is is amazing the food there is so good uh but like little just hole in the walls that we've come across um there's been uh we stopped at a bunch of diners um yeah we stopped at this uh morning which oh, one in Dixie Chili! Oh, no, Dixie, Dixie
2: Chili! Yeah, that was well, you in Cincinnati. Yeah. Dixie Chili. Uh, oh, Dixie Chili.
3: Oh, Dixie. Yeah. yeah. Um, we but just. The K's I mean, honestly,
2: like Covington. I've done historically. I've done most of our booking, almost all of our booking, and I will not lie to you and say that I haven't booked shows just to go eat <laughs> a certain city. Uh, <laughs> right on. Yeah, we love like food is like that's. That's something we make time for every place we go. Is we yeah. try to find something unique to that place. Yeah. Uh, so we've had a lot of great road food. <laughs> Sorry, we're so indecisive.
3: Yeah, on a lot we of are, this stuff, we go a lot of places. It's hard. It's like, oh, listen,
0: I'm you guys are very positive, and that's great. And Brian and I appreciate that. You're not mm-hmm. beaten down by life on the road yet. No, no we, we love it. We, it, it, lifts, it puts a little wind in our sails. Yeah, it's
3: honestly, it's this is our first weekend off uh, that we that we've had in since pretty much January uh and it's like it's weird not to be on the road or like what are we gonna, what are we gonna do yeah Or we're we just gonna
0: good you are gonna get on a talk, podcast yeah. on time right. and talk right. to people for an hour yeah. and a half why not why not well hang out with your friends at their wedding
3: talk <laughs> We you we love it though like it, it is <laughs> a, a lot of people that we we come across that you know don't you know seize the opportunity that we get on the road uh we love it. I mean, you're, you. we go a lot of places. We see a lot of things. We're able to see really cool cities, meet a lot of really cool people. Um, I don't know how you can be mad about it. It's yeah, like yeah. it's the best life in the world. It really the worst is. thing
2: that happens is you blow a tire or a wheel falls off.
3: And then you got a bunch of you you a
0: new one. Story yeah.
3: to tell. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brian, they might be the most positive people we've ever spoken to in 160-something <laughs> shows. I would agree. I would agree. And it's good refreshing I like it it's
3: infectious (laughs) I think we just you know you can look at life two ways the bright side or not the bright side and in every situation we've ever been in we which have not always been great they haven't always been um you know the happiest of moments but when we look back on them we have like stories we've been able to tell for the rest of our lives and I feel like that does come from both of our parents raising us to just take life and live it the best way you possibly can and yeah. not take anything for granted because not everyone gets to do this uh and not everyone gets to see these things and i mean we have literally been coast to coast this whole summer and never in a million years did my 12 year old self think i would ever be <laughs> able to do that uh so i think it's i think it's it's easy to be positive because yeah. it's fun Lots living me, this life <laughs> a lot to be grateful for. yeah
0: so that tees me up in my next question give us a good story from the road good bad funny scary whatever what sticks out in your mind if you had to tell one per- one story from the road what is it
4: they, you know and they've it.
0: got it i can tell oh. they they're they're connected <laughs> you see that yeah, I mean, this, see is, that? You this is probably
2: the craziest thing that i think mm-hmm. we've had happen uh we're and we've had some crazy stuff A but this one this stuff. one takes the cake i think we're uh well
0: i don't know cuz there's two that i there's
3: we're, okay <laughs>
0: i'll tell you what you could say one and megan's can say one all right so
3: we're gearing up to go on our don't tell mama tour of 2020 uh right after covid um we released our first ep and in the heat of things we went down south and they allowed us to play some shows so we hopped in our rv that we were living in at the time and we did all the maintenance on it beforehand we you Know we do all we do most of it ourselves, and his dad helped us out with getting everything ready to go, save some money by doing some of the maintenance ourselves. And we were all ready, I mean, like we've been shut down for months, we're ready to get back out on the road. Uh, so we're heading back to Nashville to pick up our band. Um, and we get about six hours into our drive, and we start hearing a noise, feeling a little shake, um, shake, yeah. and it, we're like, all right, well. That doesn't feel right. So we kind of just were like, no, nah, it's just the radio. So we will just like, you turn know, it, don't
2: turn it up don't a, little little bit, a little bit. Keep we're driving. We're good. Uh,
3: eventually we come to like, just a just halt, just like not moving on the road. So we were able to get off to the side and we get back and our tires are just sideways. Um, and uh, we're like, okay, well, what happened? Well, our lug nuts just broke off. Just like the it's
2: just such just broken half.
3: We are in a little town called Buchanan, Virginia. Uh, had to call a tow truck that takes a couple hours to get there. Um, it's just us and our dog. And at this time, our, our RV does not run without a generator. So it's hot. Um, hot. And it, it's it's a weird time. It was May. So it was like really hot during the day, but really cold at night. So no, nothing comfortable ever. And uh, <laughs> we, get, we get picked up. We get drugged to this um this mechanic and we're there for five days we have the no, only thing is a subway within a mile walking distance so we walk there's no there's no anything there's, there's literally no nothing Uber, there's if you've no ever been there there's nothing. I, mean, nothing. I mean it's
2: it's one gas station no
3: internet and some houses that's it's it. like that's it so we're stuck at this mechanic for five days they can't get the parts in we're late picking up the guys we're not. We don't have like any time on either end to really make up time. So they're like, "Well, this is your life. You're just gonna live in this RV." Luckily, they had shore power for us, and so we were able to plug in. But we walked to that subway and back all day, every day, five, for bathrooms, for heating, for water, was... for all of it. But that one was crazy. Did they, they
0: name a sub after you guys? At least after they this whole have. week. No, honestly, we, I don't know if we want a sub named after. We named. Bathroom.
3: Yeah, we named our current van after that place now we call it yeah we call it Buchanan but it's Buchanan Buchanan.
2: we call our van the Booch it's the second one uh yeah
3: Sadie or
2: no well the the, the bar yeah the bar yeah so the other one is we're (laughs) driving so our our the original name of our first band it was called the 81 run that was the band that I put together when I first moved to Nashville and that was just like interstate 81 going back and forth from Maryland to Nashville I was making that drive, you know, every week, twice a week, usually leaving from one or the other around, you know, between midnight and 2 a.m. So lots of long late night trips. And uh, on one of those trips, we're making our way down. And um, I remember we passed a fireworks store and Megan was like, that's so weird. We passed that fireworks store and now I'm smelling fireworks. I'm like, Megan, I'm like, You can't, they're not lighting them. You couldn't smell them. What are you talking about? And as quickly as I can like try to wrap my head around what she's telling me, I look behind me and the entire couch in our RV is it's up in flames
3: on fire. to the, what? S-
2: yeah, literally up yeah. in flames. And uh I mean, we're, I'm
3: driving. Yeah. This we're
2: 80 RV. miles per hour <laughs> down the interstate and I'm screaming at her to pull over. And, and we had our dog with us. I remember, throwing our dog out and like on on the interstate but the yeah. the rv was on fire and uh i got megan out and i'm standing out there and i'm watching this rv that is our house just, it's our tour vehicle just
3: smoke coming out all of everything. our everything
2: everything we own is it in it terrifying. and i'm like what do i do and i had this almost like snapshot thing happen where i remembered i just had this image of a fire extinguisher under our sink So I I went in there and the second I went in, the whole thing was filled with smoke and it was like instantly like I could feel like rips the oxygen out of you. It's a really weird feeling. And uh, I reached down, couldn't see anything. I just grabbed whatever I felt and I pointed and shot and the fire went away. (laughs) Thank God. Um, And I mean, luckily it was it was not a whole lot of damage. The couch was kind of completely destroyed and there was some. Other things that were burnt up. But yeah. uh, what ended up happening is we were, the alternator for our generator battery was shot. So we oh. were carrying yeah.
0: extra batteries with us. Yeah, and the batteries got
2: hot, probably, right? It, well, our dog. our dog, Sadie, she jumped on the couch and the springs under the couch were metal and oh. they those terminals
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it
0: just
3: burst into flames. It
0: just went. Yeah, go. Uh, Luckily, the dog didn't get electrocuted. That's a lot yeah, of she, was frankly, fine. Thankfully,
3: she was fine. I think she was like, Mom, Dad, I did something. Yeah, she's like, I don't
0: know what I did, but this, like, oh, right. no. this is Couches don't spontaneously combust. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Jesus. And also, wow. I if you've ever sprayed a fire extinguisher, but
3: it's it's. it's, it's I like, don't
2: recommend doing it in your RV if you don't yeah. have to. It's, it's It was like seven hours
3: of be, just wiping Everything, cleaning it up, it was it was a disaster, but you got a story.
0: Yeah, you got a great story out of (laughs) it. You know, now you know how to fire fight. Now, do you keep extra fire extinguishers with you? Yeah, my dad made sure to give us after that. He was like, "Make sure you know where this one is." (laughs) So, invest in a fire blanket too. It it packs up really small in a pouch. Oh yeah, yeah, Yeah. blanket. Does set on those man really useful yeah for sure R- really useful all right last question for you both and you guys can go hang out with your buddies getting married and everything <laughs> you both have to answer this question separately what is a guilty pleasure song or artist for you
3: guilty pleasure
0: or something we'd be surprised to hear that you guys actually like not M&M. eminently like i've
3: already i've I pretty much so already surprised <laughs> y'all, but uh honestly probably it's gotta be taylor swift I just love her. You are um, guilty
0: about that. I, I mean, I, I would I would be surprised if you didn't like Taylor I'm really Swift. Not, I,
3: I did go see her hair concert, and it did change my life. And <laughs> um, I went with my four year old niece, and it visually it changed her life too, which was really cool to see. Um, but me and my sister, we just love it. We just we talk about it all the time, and just are fully invested into anything Taylor Swift. <laughs>
0: Have you heard the Ryan Adams where he covered the 1970 <laughs> whatever What is that record? 1989. Uh, 1989 album. Ryan Adams did the whole covered the whole thing.
3: Really? I have not yes. heard
0: it. Not Brian Adams, Ryan.
3: Adams. Okay, yes. no, I haven't heard it.
0: Oh, Check awesome. it out. It's pretty good. Dylan, over to you. What do you got?
2: Uh, honestly, one of my guilty pleasures is Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> <laughs> who is Megan's first yeah. concert. Um, right but uh no you have
0: a, a favorite different. kelly clarkson song then
4: okay
0: uh favorite one it's
2: since
4: you've
3: been gone
0: that yeah that's really that's all that song rocks that's, a little bit you know it yeah yeah no i love that one
3: it's what i was saying at a concert you Another should cover
0: one. that song you should cover that song and absolutely... the sunshine of your love cover since yeah. kelly been gone.
3: Clarkson. <laughs> i don't think i can do her justice at all <laughs>
0: i'll <I'm off> try <track. laughs> Put your own spin on it, right? The good—you yeah. guys even talked about it. You cover yep. songs, you put your own—no, we're going your, to have your own songs. version and double time. And double, yeah. double time. <laughs> all right, Kelly Clarkson is—that's mm-hmm. is, a good one. Taylor Swift, we'll give it to you. But next yeah. time you guys are on, you've got to come up with a better answer, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Where do we send all of our listeners to go to find out more about Parker Barrow, your records, your tour, buy your merch, everything about you?
3: Uh, we are parkerbarrow.com you can find us on Instagram at underscore parkerbarrow you can find us on Spotify just parkerbarrow, Apple Music, parkerbarrow Facebook, parkerbarrow so if you know our name you can probably find us somewhere
2: but also I think our website will, doesn't it take you to all of that?
3: it will, our website will take you to everything you need to know has our new music video on there Um, we have another music video coming out pretty soon so
0: you got a date for that?
3: Can you say?
0: Mm-hmm. We all right. All we right. don't have a date. We, we honestly don't. don't have
3: a date, but okay. uh, soon. Let me see.
0: We will let you know as soon we as will. we know. We, we will. will, and we will we will promote it too once we see that and boost it out there because you guys were such lovely guests, right, Brian?
1: Oh, indeed, for sure. Hey, Absolutely. Ryan, I got to
2: ask you, I got one question for you. Do you sure. have any more room on that wall of flyers or a Parker Barrow flyer? Because we'll send, hey, we'll you, send one. you
1: one. Yeah, you know, I change it up every so often. So, yeah. I got gotcha. some other stuff that I got to change out and put other stuff up. So, yeah, would yeah, for to sure. We'd love send
0: you one if you would put it up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah for
1: sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely.
0: We're suckers. We can be bought off. Trust me. Good to know. What do you got, Brian? Oh,
1: <laughs> you got to close well, it, not me. Come on. <laughs> well, before we sign off, uh, as dog lovers ourselves, like if your dog could talk, man, your dog sounds badass. I'd love to meet her. She
3: is. She has some stories to tell. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she really, she's our road dog. We call her Road Dog Sadie May. You can also follow her on Instagram as well. Um, but really? she, is, she is one of the coolest dogs, I think. Sadie May work.
0: on Instagram. Let's let's go to this right Sadie now. Is, I have one of my glasses. Dog. Road and Dog. I, just
3: see Road Dogg Sadie. I think
0: it's Road Dog Sadie. Yeah.
3: She is a cute, cute girl. She is a golden retriever, German Shepherd mix. Um, and you can see it all in her face, in her ears. <laughs> <laughs> and she is she's everyone's best friend.
0: Yep. Sadie awesome. Mae Pierce, followed That's... by Parker underscore Parker Barrow. Awesome. <laughs> I, I am I'm following her. Should... Thank you. Thank yeah. you. She's on, she's on the Instagram now. She's a cute awesome. girl.
4: <laughs> Uh-oh. I'll I'll be following
1: as soon as we get done here.
0: (laughs) Ryan, can you you see that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There we go. All right,
0: there we go.
1: Wow, awesome, awesome. All right, thank you so much to Megan and Dylan from Parker Barrow. Um, You guys are welcome here anytime. You know, a big big virtual embrace for the two of you and you're automatically in the All Things Blues and Southern Rock family. You come back anytime you want. We'll be promoting you guys, supporting. It's just so great, younger, younger folks, you know, doing this thing, playing this music. And there's, there's, every time we think we're not going to like come up with, like, you think we're going to find someone else to be on the podcast? <laughs> it's just like it's this endless, endless well of this young talent and and playing this stuff. So that means a lot to us. So thank you so much for coming on
3: thank you very much.
2: Thank you for, thank you for us. considering us in that way. We really yeah. appreciate it. We had an absolute blast talking to you
1: guys yeah. and it was it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much to Megan and Dylan from Parker Barrow. Um <laughs> they got, you know, Say I got three
0: times fast, Brian. Say it three times fast. <laughs> Parker Barrow.
1: Like I said uh as we like uh wound it up, like I got to meet their dog, man. Dog's got an Instagram page. Well, survived a fire <laughs> i shouldn't say that's maybe sounds a little bit too caused dramatic, the fire
0: survived caused the fire. A fire, <laughs>
1: survived a fire and i forgot to ask Did, did she, when they were in the little town of virginia did 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 sadie eat subway for five days straight like oh, them
0: <laughs> poor dog poor dog well i'm now following uh our account is now following sadie so brian you need to follow sadie on your personal page no great conversation like you said very energetic they were all positive about everything they did they loved it they saw it as a great opportunity um very well conversational versed with for a young new band too and it was just such an easy conversation not only is their music great but they're great people too
1: so positive full of energy enthusiastic like their band is really adding to you know, fitting right in with all the other kind of newer, newer artists that, that, that music we listen to. music is so good,
0: to. though, Brian. It's right in that Blackberry Smoke, uh, Black Crows type of sound. And then, of course, Megan with her vocals, you know, it's it's not like listening to Blackberry Smoke, the Black Crows because of the vocals, but the music is there. It is a, I, I dig that combination.
1: Yeah, and she's got like such a powerful voice for for a small girl, man. Yeah. It's and if she
0: continues to sing in this genre, I think she'll shake more of those country pieces out and get that Susan Tedeschi kind of you know thing going. She certainly has ability. You can hear I even said in the interview, you can hear that progression throughout the album. So, yeah, it's really cool, man. I love this album. I can't wait to see what they put out next. And I'm, I'm certainly going to try and catch. Them. I'm, I certainly will catch them on the road when they come around from around, you know, my spot in Ohio here.
1: Yeah, and I'll keep my eyes, eyes open, too. You know, just a great, great It'd be great for the Northwoods Jam. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'll have to, you know, in a little while here, maybe uh, send up an email to Julie and say, you know, hey, these, you know, they opened up for Tanner, so. They'd kill it. Out they there. would kill it. So, anyway, having said that, we'll say this. Always remember, Southern Rock is reverent. Blues is blood. We'll see you next time. Um.